Well, it's nice and chilly here in Montgomery, Alabama on this 1812 Pizza Company Throwback Thursday. We're live on the road. Very special show. Of course, it's brought to you by MC Express, presented by Centennial Bank. We're live here in our uh, Unico Bank mobile studios at the Renaissance Hotel. And uh, we're one day closer to game day and uh, kickoff set for 430 from the Crampton Bowl, as they call it, for the Camellia Bowl. And uh, it's just down the road from the hotel, not far at all. And uh, we'll be getting ready for kickoff. But uh, let's not forget 1812, our special What's for Lunch, What's for Dinner sponsor each and every Thursday on the show. We told you you can take advantage of the two for eight special that goes on every day, seven days a week till three o'clock. Your choice of two of these items for only eight bucks, small house salad, small Caesar salad, cheese sticks, half chicken salad sandwich, toasted raviolis. You can get them in cheese or beef, half turkey club sandwich, half grilled cheese sandwich, which that does include my favorite, the buffalo chicken grilled cheese or a baked potato that comes with butter and sour cream you get your choice of two of those items only eight bucks make sure you uh, go to their website 1812pizzacompany.com or do the even easier thing download their app for your smartphone it's so easy easy that even an uncle wall yes. can do it and some of y'all they're going to be home gating this uh saturday to watch the game think about 1812 no doubt. Well, as promised, we're getting ready to head to the Back in Action Hotline now, and we're going to uh, welcome to the show uh, our favorite head men's basketball coach of Arkansas State University, the one, the only, Coach Mike Bellato. What up, Coach? Gentlemen. I'm so hungry after that 1812 uh, commercial you just said. I'm starving now. Well, I, I tell you what, Coach. Uh, I tell you what. You walk in there and you tell them we sent you, and they will take wonderful care of you. I promise you that. And uh, I think you need it. I think you need it after last night because we were keeping up with the game here in Montgomery. And uh, I tell you what. I think the game had to have lasted like four hours because uh, there were quite a few fouls, quite a few texts, and uh, I think your blood pressure was probably not at a healthy level by the end of the game. Well, first of all, I thought I was sitting in uh, an Oprah Winfrey taped show. You get a tag, you get a tag. And and I, I promise you, at, at the four minute media right before the game in the second half, it felt like it was one in the morning. I was exhausted. I mean, the game was so long. It was a very ugly game. Um, there were a lot of fouls called. Obviously, you know, I think I think a lot of them were 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 merited, um, but you know. But they got a, a a hard job as it is already. So you know, we just got to do a stop. You know, got to stop fouling. Well, coach, I want to ask you. Uh, you know, I've been I've been a part of a lot of games in my life uh, in a lot of different sports, and um, I'm not sure that I have seen a game with 58 fouls and somewhere around like 10 techs and. Uh, obviously, I know that there was uh, some extracurricular stuff with uh, Coach Bob Marlin in the crowd, and I don't know that. And I've been a part of some wild games, but in your coaching career, have you been a part of anything that was comparable to that? I don't. I don't think it's even close, JC. To be honest with you, you know, I just felt that yesterday's game it was so hard to get into a flow you know we, we came into the game with the mentality that we we're going to start uh, picking up the pace more and scoring more in transition we need to get back to that we didn't do that very well against missouri state and you know it was so hard to get to that because there, there, there was stoppage every other play you know and I, I literally told the guys in the huddle i said gentlemen 
when you get a stop, because, you know, you got to look at the stats. You know, Lafayette shot 37% from the field. So we're doing our job defensively as far as when the ball went up on the rim. So I said, when, when you guys get a defensive rebound, run as fast as you can to the other end and try to score, because if not, they're going to call foul. Or, or there's, there's going to be a stoppage of play. So I wanted to get some sort of flow going. And, and I thought going towards, you know, into the second half, I think our guys did a good job of continuing to push the pace. And I think that's what really opened up the game was when we got stops and we were able to score in transition. And even though they, there were fouls called, at least we got the ball across half court in less than three seconds and try to get a basket. But it was a very hard game to get a flow in. I've never been a part of a game that took so long and you really couldn't get – into a sort of up and down flow because I, I, I didn't really have to. I didn't. If, if the guys weren't in foul trouble, I wouldn't have subbed because they weren't tired because <laughs> we didn't go up and down more than twice. So, but you know, it is what it is. You got to adjust, you know, to the way the game's being called, and you got you got to do whatever you can to come out with a victory. Well, Coach, uh, I remember you and I talking uh, in the off season, uh, following one of the practices, and one of the things that you and I talked about was the the point guard position or the combination of Marquise Eaton and, of course, the freshman Caleb Fields, and how much you like the opportunity of them two guys being able to be on the court at the same time, or both of them being able to run uh, a unit for you uh, separately, and last night uh, was was big games from both those guys once again, and uh, t- to me, um, those guys, as they go, you guys can go, and, and I, not just go, but I believe that you guys can go very far if those two guys can continue to produce like they, they are starting to produce. I, I mean, I I know Marquise went through a little tough stretch, but he went on the road and he found it. And uh, but those two guys uh, played very well last night. No, they they did. It's a great luxury to have two you know point guards on the court at the same time. Um, I think our success when we were at Louisville had a lot to do with that. We always played with two point guards. You know, it was either Donovan Mitchell and Quentin Snyder, or you know Russ Smith and Chris Jones, or Terry Rozier and Chris Jones. I mean, we always had guys out there that can run a team for you and it, it is a good luxury and you can you know play them separately too and have a, a you know a, a ball dominant leader out there to get your team organized you know one thing that um, I'm really happy with is the fact that those guys when they're in the game you can see they're not just putting their head down and trying to get baskets the ball's moving you know quickly in, in the half court and they're both really good at that so when you get them both on the floor at the same time the ball really does move well and and that's a tribute to you know if you look at our team we got about five guys in double figures right now. We got four, and then we got Jerry Johnson at nine point seven, almost at ten. So that that shows right there how much they're sharing the ball, and it has a lot to do with those two guys in the court together. Well, and it's no doubt, and you kind of alluded to somebody I was going to talk about next, but Jerry Johnson Jr., um, you know, I, I think early on, and, and you even mentioned to this, uh, you know, in, in one of the practices I was at, you talked about him just needing to get in shape and get in condition. And uh, it, it seems to me like as his conditioning has improved, so has his production on the court. And obviously you're able to play him more minutes. You're able to even start him. That that has been, I, I think he's been an X factor in my opinion as we look at this eight and three record and this one and oh start uh in in conference play i think he has been an x factor of late no there's no question you know jerry we all, we all have short-term memory and and you gotta understand every single person on this roster was here 
through the entire summer session. You know, it's eight weeks of uh, lifting and conditioning and getting to learn the system. You know, Jerry still had to finish his, his uh, undergraduate work to graduate and get here. He didn't get here till August. He's really eight weeks behind everybody else. That's why it took him a little bit to kind of get his body where we needed it to get to. Um, tribute to him. He worked extremely hard. Our strength coach, James Diaz, and, and Matt Kebby, our trainer, did an awesome job and you know, pinpointing the things he needed to do to get to where he needed to, you know, get his body to. And, and he, he, they all worked hard together. And now you're seeing it. You know, I know it will take him a minute, but he's a very talented young man. He's, he's been through the fire. He's, he's a veteran. You know, I, I, I said in the press conference after one of the games, it's almost like, you know, signing an NBA veteran for a year, you know, and, and kind of bringing stability to your rotation because he has been through it. And once he got in shape, I knew he would be a major factor for us, and it just took him a while. You know, it, it takes time to do that, um, and being careful with injury, not doing it, you know, overdoing it where his body breaks down and he can't perform. So I, I thought right now was kind of about the, about the time, right when Colorado State was coming through. It was that eight-week period, if you look at it, from the time school started to the time we started playing games. Well, if he would have been in the summer, it would have just happened a little earlier. But – you know, we got him to where he needs to be now. He's continuing to do com- improve. Uh, his defense has gotten much, much better. You know, I, I, I tell him all the time, like, did you even talk about defense in the places you were before? What the heck are you doing? You know, and he's really trying to do the things we ask, and then he brings a great spark off the bench, um, you know, to help us continue to play the way we're playing. So I'm really happy with his performance so far. You know, another guy I think that has been a steady constant for you, and, uh, you know, I was looking at his stat line last night, but JB, uh, four blocks, uh, you know, he's been getting it done on both ends of the court, and he's he's been a guy that has been, uh, I mean, I think arguably maybe your most consistent guy uh, up to this point. And I was just looking at last night where, you know, obviously – playing with four fouls, uh, but six points, seven boards, four blocks, a steal. You know, I mean, the, the things that he was doing, and he only played 25 minutes for you, but but he's a guy that I, I have thought has been a big difference maker for you as well. Uh, and it's the difference, the biggest difference that I see in him this year as compared to a year ago is, uh, well, obviously health for one thing, but his confidence level. He seems to be extremely confident, and that seems to be paying dividends for him on the court for you. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. You know, I, I think that last year, JB uh, was trying to figure out his rotation and kind of find his way. And, and obviously the injury, missing, you know, nine games was, was a big blow for us and for him. So he really could never get in the flow. He never could get his athleticism back. Um, but he's got that back now. And he's playing excellent. You know, we, we do a lot of different breakdown of stats and trying to figure out things that we can get better at. Um, you know, I don't really don't look at the record. I just think there's always things you can improve. And we looked at wins and losses, and you, you hit the nail right on the head. You know, JB, even though with wins and losses, you know, there's always been guys that have been good in wins, bad in losses, or vice versa. And we're trying to figure out what the best rotation is. What I look at in stats is he's been the most consistent. You know, his numbers really don't change. So that shows that you know what you're going to get and, and you know what he's going to give you, which is a, a blessing as a coach because going into a game, you always want to know what you're going to get from each guy. And, and guys are getting better at that, being more consistent. But he, by far, uh, you know, top to bottom, has been the most consistent player with his performance in, in, in any game. And, and that's good because if he continues to give you that, there's going to be games where he breaks out and gives you a little bit more in one area. Like yesterday, 
offensively wasn't one of his best games, but defensively he was did a great job blocking shots at the rim, you know, with his length, uh, disrupting jump shots, and then he got in there and, and, and battled for seven rebounds. Uh, so, you know, we're really happy with that. He's got to continue to do that. Um, and I think if, if he continues with that mentality, he's going to continue to have a great, a, a great year. Coach, in the past you've talked about, you know, you, you start the, the conference season and sometimes you kind of change the mentality, uh, your way you're thinking in, of the players. And then, of course, like I said, you, know, you start conference play last night, then you go on the road this Saturday to Monroe. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're at home and you got this Fried Hardeman game, a non-conference game. But I guess the payoff is that uh, you know you're, you're still at home because after that you got three home conference games, but all, you know, all there together on the second, fourth, and, and sixth. How do you take on this next couple weeks? Well, one thing I tell my team is, you know, you always got to kind of have that Christmas break. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to push one of our non-conference games. It, it so happened to be Free Hardman, but I wanted to get a game in there. Uh, before we came off Christmas break and went into three conference games in six days. You know, it's hard to come off a long layover and play three meaningful games with your first one being at home but being against a good team. I think we play Arlington, um, yes. you know, on that second. So I, I wanted to get uh, a game in there where we can kind of get our, our conditioning back in, our, our, our feet wet, you know, a little bit as far as coming back to competition with a uniform and, and officials. And so, you know, we, we scheduled that game for that reason because if we didn't, if we wouldn't have done that, we would have played on the 21st and we would have played again for another 12 days, you know, and then play a conference game. And that's, that really, it usually doesn't work. When you have too much time off, your timing's off a little bit, your conditioning's off a little bit, practice is not the same as game, you don't have officials in practice, so guys are fouling more, you can't really call every foul in practice because you're trying to work on you know, strategy, so I thought that game in there will really help us kind of get back in the flow. And then, you know, playing a game on, at home and, and on the road, I mean, that's the way the conference uh, office scheduled the games, but at the end of the day, uh, you just got to go in there and, and, and continue to do what you're doing, you know, whether you're home or away. See, uh, our guys, everybody thinks that the conference season, uh, we all know it means more, obviously. It means more for seeding. It mean, means more for regular season championships. It means more for, you know, where, where they, they put you in the, in the conference tournament. But we, we try to prepare every game as it was a conference game. You know, when we play Monticello, we, we, we prepared as if we were playing for the Sunbelt Championship. And I think if you do that, the consistency of our guys, everybody knows it means more. You know, I don't think I have to tell them that, but our preparation doesn't change. You know, it, it can, it's, it's as intricate as it was in November. And I think the more you do that, the more comfortable they understand of how important every game is no matter who you're playing. Because in the Sunbelt guys, we all know, I don't care what anybody says, top to bottom is the most even league I've ever been a part of. Every game is tough. Road game, home, it doesn't matter who you're playing. So you got to prepare the same way in the non-conference. So when it gets to conference play, they don't get, oh, this game means that much more. Well, we know that. So we got to prepare the same way we did for the other games as well. Uh, we're joined here by Coach Mike Bellato, Arkansas State men's basketball head coach on the Back in Action Hotline. And, Coach, i, I got to tell you a secret. You just never know who might be listening. You just never know who might be listening while you're, while you're on with us. And standing right in front of our Unico Bank Mobile Studio here is uh, this guy. You might have heard of him. I don't know. You, you, might, you might know him. Otherwise known as the boss. Uh, Athletic Director Terry Mahajer is uh, sitting right here with the headphones on uh, listening to you. And he, he wanted. The. Yes. The. The, the athletic Terry director. Mahajer. I just wanted to make sure that he didn't get fined. 
by talking about the referee. So that's uh, that's uh, that's hey. all I want to say, and that's uh, that's enough. Hey, boss. <laughs> Hey, hey, boss, here's a great thing. Out of all the stuff that happened last night, I stood up nice and proud and said, I did not get a technical. <laughs> <laughs> they did not team me up. <laughs> hey, when you hear 10 technicals and then you're like, okay, well, how many did Coach Bellato get? And none, I was right, like, well, I got four. This, is, this is impossible. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, he was, uh, he was swinging by, he stopped by, he wanted to tell you, he wanted me to tell you he was proud of you guys, and uh, he wanted to hear what you were talking about, but uh, he, he, him and Marco just left, but, but Coach, man, uh, I, I tell you, uh, I, I, I often wonder, in, in the mind of a head coach, uh, especially uh, like yourself, when you look at this, Coach, and, and you look at through 11 games, you, you look at through 11 games, I know that in your heart of hearts, you want to win all 11 games. And, but I also know that in the offseason, you're not real sure what you got until you take the court and you start going against an opponent. With this 8-3 and three start, I, I want to ask you, is this, is this where you wanted to be at this point? Is this where you thought you would be? Because I think for everybody, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, man, well, you know, I knew we had a great group, and, man, we 8-3, and three, uh, yeah, that's about where I thought we'd be. I don't think anybody really knows that until you start facing live bullets, if you will. Yeah, and, you know, I'll first start by saying everybody's question going into the season obviously was, okay, you lose a guy – that, that put up 20 points a game any given night or more, you know, how will you replace those those points? And I said from the beginning, this team was different. You know, it's going to be all about sharing the ball, and we're going to have – we have to have three or four guys averaging in double figures, you know. And, and if we do that, I think we have a better chance to come into the non-conference successful, you know, or you, you look at the results now. We're, we're, like I said, we have almost five guys in double figures, and – we're sitting with a with a winning record, and then, you know, as easy as it is, where people think, oh, we're eight and three. The thing that I look back at, and you know, we always want to defend your home court, and I think that you got to win every home game. And oh, it's hard, but that's your mentality. You go in, you you, you got to win at home. And we lost one to Stephen F. Austin, a very good team, who's sitting now at I think nine or ten and two, whatever it is. So you know, that was that was a little bit. We took a little bit of a falter there, but. You know, you look at when you go on the road, everybody says, okay, you got to split your road games because road games are hard to come by. And you got to go in there and you got to beat some opponents on the road. You got to be, a, you know, good road teams are teams that go 50% win percentage on the road. That's a good road team. You know, well, we're two and two on the road. You know, we, we got two big wins, obviously, like Colorado State and Tulsa. Um, you know, you can look at the eight and three record, but guys, we could easily be sitting at six and five. You know what I mean? So, you know, you get you get to take uh, under consideration that, that that these guys went on the road and beat two really good teams um, to to come out with two victories. So that gives you an opportunity to now move forward and look back at those games and say, hey, listen, I know we got a tough road game this Saturday. Monroe's a tough team to play. It's a tough place to play. Uh, they got a good team, but again, you've gone into more hostile environments and come out with victories. So we got to do the same thing, the same resilience, the same focus that we came in with those games, except we got to start the game off a little better so we don't get down in a deficit and have to come back. Um, because every game, if you do that, you're not guaranteed a comeback victory. So um, that's kind of the mentality we're having. You know, obviously I'm very happy with where we're sitting right now, but our motto this year has been day by day. You know, we're taking day by day, practice by practice, session by session, game by game. We're, we're not looking ahead. We're just looking at the next opponent, and, and that, that's our, our, our main focus. And I think if we do that and concentrate in small steps, then, then, then we can look at the big picture when it's all said and done. 
Well, that has been one thing that I've noticed, Coach. Uh, I was wondering if you have had uh, acquired any extra gray hairs or anything uh, because th this team, this particular 2019-20 version of the A-State men's basketball team has liked to dig itself some deficit early on, dig a little bit of a hole, and it's like they almost thrive to get themselves out of it. It's, it, it's, it's almost like it's something that they like to do, but I know you as a head coach, uh, that's probably not something that you like to see them doing. Yeah, well, first let's say – Forget the gray hairs. I'm losing hair. I would like to have gray hair. So more, and the more I look in the mirror, I'm like, there goes another one. There goes, I look at the sink. I'm like, there's ten. You know. So, but like, I, I think that these guys, you know, they the confidence that they have in each other. Um, I, I like the fact that they can believe they can go back to from, from any deficit. You know. But just like, uh, you know, as a head coach and you're trying to mentor young men, you got to explain to them that you know it's not always going to be that way. You know, that's great you guys feel that way. Uh, I'm happy that you guys have enough confidence where you do get down. We can come back because we have proven that. But the bottom line is is that it can't be a consistent, you know, it can't, that can't be a consistent deal we come into every game with. Because just like we did against Missouri State, I told them, you guys, you guys are playing with fire. If you don't come out ready to play and you get down in a deficit, you're not going to be able to come back in every game and get over the hump and win it. And, and, and it happened against Missouri State. So I think that was a good learning um, experience for us. So they know now that you got to come out and, and play. And I think yesterday, I think we lost the lead one time in the second half um, with, a, with an and one from, from uh, Tyra Smith. And then after that, Caleb came right back and scored, and we never lost the lead again. I think those are the, you know, the things that we got to do consistently because if you get down in conference play, you know, chances are you're not going to be able to come back, especially if you're on the road. So we, we got to come in with a little bit better focus, continue to, you know, focus on the important things that we're doing. And, and for us, it's it, on, on the offensive end, it's sharing the ball, number one, taking great shots, number two, you know, and, and being efficient. And then on the defensive end, it's, you know, locking into our principles, making sure they don't score any easy baskets and keep them off the offensive glass. And we're just trying to continue to stay with those six things every single day. And, we got just got to do it harder and better, and I think if we do that, we, we got a better chance to, you know, start games better and and hopefully end up with a victory. Well, coach, I tell you what, man, congratulations on yet another uh, big win. But more importantly, you talk going one and zero, one and zero in Sunbelt Conference play. Uh, that's that's always huge, and it's always I don't know for me. I can only speak from personal uh, experience and the way I feel, but it always feels just a little bit better to beat that team from South Louisiana. I don't know why, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it just does. So uh, congratulations, Coach, man. Uh, excellent win uh, under uh, adverse situations and conditions. It would be once-in-a-lifetime type games with that type of condition. And uh, your guys uh, persevered and played through it and was able to get the win at home. That's big time, Coach. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. I'm, I'm, you know, again, I'm really happy with this group. They're, they're playing extremely hard. They're obviously very coachable. They're great young men. We just like continue to do the things that we're doing and can continue to do them, you know, harder and better. Like I said, and, and I'm hoping, you know, for a good, you know, conference slate coming up. And I, I do want to say before I go, like. I do want to give a, a, a gigantic applause and shout out to the our our, our football team and and being in their ninth straight bowl game. People, it, that is imp almost impossible to do on a consistent basis. Have the program that we're having and, and what Coach Anderson has done under the, the all the stuff he went through and the coaching staff having all the injuries and having thirty nine different starters to be where we're sitting right now. Our fan base should be extremely proud of our program. Now that football team, what that coaching staff and that team has done, okay, to get to a nine straight bowl, 
uh, and get there and play in, a, in, in nine straight bowl games for all the stuff that, got, that they went through this year. People have to open up their eyes and understand how lucky we are to have the staff that we have. They have to understand that because I watch every game like, like life and death. I, I root for Blake more than anybody. And what he's done with that team, I'm, I'm, I'm so looking forward to those guys getting a win uh, on Saturday, especially over my, my, my former employer, FIU. <laughs> I've, talked to, I've been talking so much trash to the administration over there. You have no idea, so they can't make me look bad. The texts I have sent have been so, I mean, they've been straight up like we're going to beat your butt. So I'm hoping that they come out. I know they're going to come out and play great, so I want to wish them luck on Saturday. Well, Coach, man, we appreciate you taking the time uh, after such a uh, taxing win last night to uh, jump on here with us in Montgomery. I, I, I got to say this. Uh, I'm not sure that I, I might be a bad luck charm or something because, uh, you know, I'm here and the crazy game like that and y'all get the win. Uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling like I might be a bad luck charm. If, if, that, if we figure out that that's the case, maybe I'm just going to have to move to Montgomery and start keeping up uh, from afar or something. I don't know, man, but, but congratulations on the win, Coach. <laughs> I appreciate you, fellas. Have a great day, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Coach. Talk to you. Coach Mike Bellato. you know, you, you, I mean, I'm like, you know, heck, a win like that, I'm afraid if I was there, they might have took the L or something. And, you know, and he brought it up. I was That was going to be my next question. He brought it up. But, you know, he said this before. If we could be a, a road team and be, you know, 50% or better, you're, you're going to be in a good position and take care of home court. And, and like I said, he, he, he pointed it out because I'm looking at the stats right now. Six and one at home so far, two and two on the road. And, uh, I, mean, I mean, that's the formula that he wants. Yeah, no, you, you protect home court, and if you can split on the road, yeah. you're, you're going to set up for, for a good season with an opportunity for 20-plus wins. Right. I mean, and so uh, it, it's, to, to me, eight and three, one and oh, I, I'll be honest with you. Throughout the non-conference, I'd have people say, well, what do you think? What do you think? And I'm a, I'm a wait-and-see kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm like, so far, so good. Uh, you look at some signature wins for them. Colorado State, that's yes. big time. That's a, that's a big-time signature win. Um, but I, I look at those, and I'm like, for some reason, I kept saying, well, let me see what happens when Lafayette comes to town. Mm-hmm. Let me see what happens when Lafayette comes to town. That, that's what I kept telling everybody. Well, Lafayette comes to town, Arkansas State gets the win, and here's the thing, Walls, they get that win last night and did not shoot very well at all from the free throw line. Right. You know, you, you look at those numbers, and, and that, of course, is a number. If you And, and I know Coach Bellotto pretty well. He's, he's, while he likes the victory, he is going to be coaching up the things that uh, did not go so well last night, and that's going to be one of those numbers that you look at. Now, sometimes there's just nights that they just don't drop, and uh, that was one of those nights, and they were still able to get the win, but that number, to me, is something that's going to be very vital and very important in games and conference play. As we know, when you start getting in the thick of the Sunbelt Conference play, those free throw numbers could, could dictate wins or losses very easily and very quickly for you in what is a very evenly balanced, evenly mashed league uh, is the Sunbelt Conference. Well, and the other thing, too, we talked about this and the question I asked him. But, uh, you know, and I didn't think of it that way, but it makes sense. You know, you come off, you know, a week or so off for Christmas holidays and try to get back in the rhythm of things and you schedule a non-conference game. To, to, to work out the kinks and kind of get get back in that mode because, like I said, January 2nd, January 4th, January 6th, three conference games at home. Mm-hmm. Now, 
And, and like you said, you know, that, that's three, boom, boom, boom. And just trying to, you know, get everything ready so when they go back into conference play, they're ready to play. Now, the great thing about it is right off the bat, three conference games at home. Let's say you take care of all three of those conference games. You're sitting pretty good, you know. Well, and I pulled up the standings, and, of course, this is the first game of conference play in the Sun Belt period. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty nice to see Arkansas State at the top. And uh, you, you can keep that position. Um, this team, and, and I said this, and I, and I realized we got to hit a break, but this team has an interesting mixture, and Coach, Coach mentioned it. He mentioned it you know, to, to me early on, and he and I talked about it. And, and one of the things that I felt was huge for this team that I thought, okay, the success of this team could be better than what a lot of people think based on, and, and I know it sounds crazy, it's crazy to think that you could lose a 20-point-per-game score in Ty Cockfield, one of the best to ever yep. suit up, one of the best to ever suit up at Arkansas State University and be better as a team. It's, it's crazy to think that that could happen. But for me, what, what I said, and I, and I look at it kind of from a football side of things, you know, when you have football matchups, and I can guarantee you Coach Butch Davis is saying, we are not going to let number seven – beat us on Saturday. Right. Number seven being All-American wide receiver, Omar. Ba- we are not going to let him beat us. That's fine because 13 can beat you. Nine can beat you. I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying. 34 can beat you from the backfield. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I thought was very dangerous about this 2019-20 basketball team was it's not one guy. Right. You're going to have a different leading scorer on this team every single game. You have three guys right now in double figures, Mm -hmm. two guys just very slightly behind being in double figures, 9.6, 9.5. It is such a well-balanced team, especially offensively, but the one thing that dictates Coach Mike Bilotto's success with his team is always, always, always going to be on the defensive end. That's one thing that's really different about this team is every one of these guys know and emphasize the fact that they got to get it done on that other end. And if they get it done on that other end, the other stuff on the offensive end is going to take care of itself, and they have all bought in on that. You said something a minute ago. You know, if if you can go you know, 50% or better on the road and take care of home court, you're going to have 20 wins. Now, let, now think about that number, folks. If you have 20 wins, you're sitting pretty good in the conference, especially later in the conference play, you start playing for seedings, Mm -hmm. you know, in the tournament. So if you're at 20 wins, I would say – Well, 20 wins hasn't happened since 16. But I would say if you've got 20 wins, your seeding is going to be pretty good in that conference tournament. I don't know where, but it's going to be pretty good. No question. No question. Well, all right, got to hit a break. We've we've ran long, but that's okay. I I think, uh, you know – Having Coach Bellato on was a, was a must today, um, and uh, also uh, just uh, really talking about this win for A State. I, I realize it's one game and it's a long conference season, and you still got one non-con game uh, coming up with Freed Hardeman as well uh, after the Monroe game. But listen, eight and three, one and zero. Oh. I'm not sure that there's too many people outside of that A State men's basketball locker room that believed or thought that this team would be 8-3 and three and 1-0 and oh right now. No, I, I totally agree with you. Myself included. Yeah. 
I'm not sure there's too many that thought that. I thought that it was going to take a little bit longer for this team to come together. I did too. And uh, but I did like the mix. Mm-hmm. I did like the mix. I seen enough from the team that I did like the mix. But I didn't expect it to come together as well as it has in non-conference this early on. And then of course starting off one and zero in conference play yeah. against the Raging Cajuns of ULL. They'll always be ULL. But uh, anyway, all right, so we're going to hit this break. We're going to come back. We're going to get into five random facts on this Thursday. It's an 1812 Pizza Company throwback Thursday. Of course, dine-in, delivery, or carry-out. Of course, the Ray Street location has a very, very convenient pickup window. Go by there. You can order online at 1812pizzacompany.com. You can download the app for your smartphone. That is the easiest way to order uh, as well. But uh, when you go in there, let them know RWRC Radio sent you, and uh, you might get a free fit soda. With the purchase of a lunch item, you might get a free fit soda and if you your, let them know what's your you. favorite flavor is. Squawberry. That's right. And uh, of course, uh, 1812's brand new location on Hilltop is open and ready for business. Attention members and guests. You realize why I'm saying attention members and guests, right? Yeah, that location's a little different than the one on Race Street. But, uh, man, uh, I tell you what, we'll hit this break. We're going to come back. We're going to rock five random facts on this Thursday. Brought to you by Orville's Men's Store. Shop Orville's. Show off your stash. And, uh, of course, we've got By the Numbers coming up. Brought to you by United Pawn Brokers of Jonesboro. And we will put a bow on today's show with a little damn man really brought to you by Stadium Auto Body. RWRC Radio on the road. Brought to you by MC Express. Presented by Centennial Bank. 7 to 7 banking each and every Monday through Saturday. And of course, uh, it comes in very, very handy for me uh, at Centennial Bank. That's my bank. It's your bank. It's the bank that that, uh, has their name on a lot of things at Arkansas State. If you hadn't noticed. But uh, anyway, we're going to get ready to hit this break. And uh, we'll come back and get into five random facts. A little Kang for you here live from our Unico Bank Mobile Studios in the Renaissance Hotel, downtown Montgomery, Alabama, right here on 95.3 The Ticket, AM 970. 